Welcome to another installment of the legendary OK Shore podcast. I am your co-host Garrett Spees, joined today by Hayden Boozer. Yes, we're back. Feels like a while for us. It's been a little bit. I mean, we missed last week. Oh, yeah. Extenuating, extenuous circumstances. But now we're here doing it loud, doing it live. Got an awesome sound. Yeah. Going down. Hit me. Okay. We're back. We missed last week because yeah. of uh, exams, exams and, and stuff. stuff. Dude, just school could, doesn't let up, man. Just could, it just it never stops. Like, y'all are on fall break right now, which is fucked. Like, you, you have this Thursday, Friday off class. And I, my fall break isn't yeah, until like, election day, man. You get that? That's not much of a break. I mean, I don't. I only have one <laughs> class on Thursdays anyway. <laughs> I mean, and then I don't even have class on Friday, so it's just... But it, like, you know it, what I mean? it still breaks up the week. What do you, what do you mean? Don't talk like what that. Do you, what do you <laughs> mean? <laughs> you proved me wrong in that. You like you're like the you're searching for the truth and you found it. It's like yeah, um, yeah. Mythbusters isn't, isn't that yeah, the people? Mythbusters. I mean, you were Remember trying to mythbust me and you failed. <laughs> no, yeah, it wasn't a myth. It was real. We busted it. Was, it. it was real. Yeah, no myth. Speaking of real and myth, uh, this episode this week is brought to you by the Blair Witch Project movie. Um, that is what we were discussing. Oh, I, I had no idea what was going to come out of your mouth after. I thought, <laughs> I thought you were going to like make up like some the worst fake sponsor possible. that we have or some. Oh, like a, some like a real spot. Yeah. I considered it. I, I, yeah, it was a nice little setup. It was cute. You know, they updated Audacity. This looks way different. So apparently, I sent a Chainsaw Man meme earlier and without knowing it, because mm-hmm. there's this character. From that from that show, I'm about to send it to you. Yeah, send it to me. Let me see. I don't actually know anything about the show, but I sent this. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's funny. I've seen that one before. That's that's one of the <laughs> female characters from the show. There's some really good ones. Yeah, that that show, the first episode of that just came out. Jordan and I watched it the other day. You that's should watch cool. it. It's pretty cool. Hi, I'm Dream. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm moving it now. You ready? We're, when we when we Walter do our face, White. well, our our face reveal happened already because the picture. Yeah, it's been on Instagram. <laughs> you must be kidding. Underwear, underwear. You must be kidding. All right. Anyway, uh, today yeah, Blair Witch Project. That's that's what we saw. We had a we had a little re- friendship reunion. I came back down to town from college and we, downtown. We spent the night. No yep. sleep till Brooklyn. I thought about that song today. Well, I didn't sleep over. I left. Yeah, t- you left. Took my ass home at like four a.m. <laughs> Bad decision. It was like it's six, a great, man. It was a great decision. I slept in my own bed in the comfort. Yeah. I had a nice couch sleep. It's underrated. You ever have like a really good sleep on a couch? Like true story, my, my mom's old house, we had a couch. And the couch was so comfortable that some nights I would choose to sleep on the couch in the living room than my own room. <laughs> like I'd do it on purpose. Because there, like, there was like it was colder out there, really comfortable couch. It was it was a good time. There was one there was one night in high school where my parents were staying were out of town and I had to stay at like my my mother's friend's house mm-hmm. and I who I didn't know very well and I slept on their couch and you were sending me like Milky Moo videos of Smite before I even knew what <laughs> Mythy Moo, not Myth- Milky Moo. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's Milky good. Moo. That's t- <laughs> I mean, I guess Moo, I guess you could, that's pretty funny. <laughs> no, I don't know why someone no, would want to no. call themselves that. Milk, milk, like from a cow. Yeah, Moo, yeah. <laughs> what am I even saying? See. Milk, like from a cow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. man. Yeah, Mithy Moo, uh, you mm. were sending me YouTube videos of him playing Smite, 
and I didn't even yeah. know what the game was, but I slept really, really? good that night, I remember. Damn. So I sent you Smite video? Like, you sent do you me remember like, how I introduced you to Smite? Like, you sent me... We have, like, this is, like, historical dispute, like, historians, like, the fossil record. It wasn't like, even you, really, that it. got me into this. Like, you were, you were involved, but it was, like, the whole group, because... I remember Yang. I had a class with Yang. Let that one sink in. No, and Tab, right? Was yeah. it a mythology class? Not yeah. Tab was in there, but oh. he didn't have anything to do with this. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, yeah, he he was like, yeah, uh, me and my friends uh, we play that because I, I had mentioned it because of you, and mm. then he was like, yeah, you should come play with us. That yeah. is that's rich. Anyway, mm. man, we uh, we watched the Blair Witch Project. I I had already seen it. This is my second viewing. This is my first viewing. Garrett's was first it? ever viewing. Yeah, I'm a new one. We watched it in a dark room with a big oh, screen I was TV. Gonna, I thought about that before we watched it. Like, And it was like 3 a.m. when we started it, 2 or 3 when we started it. And it's like, that's so perfect. Like, it doesn't happen very often. Yeah, but and Jordan had watch, a Like, nice that's when we watched TV. The Lighthouse for the first time. Yeah. And, like, getting the experience to watch a horror movie that late at night, I couldn't recommend it more. It's, it's truly a better experience. Well... But first, you lost the most tantalizing game of Mario Super Sluggers ever played. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I didn't want to speak to you anger. for the rest of the fucking night. I was so pissed at you. What? Why like, me? It was Colin, too. <laughs> you guys popped off so hard to a guy who didn't even know how to play the game until like this fifth inning. You think I was going to let off the gas just because you, you guys never played? Up, I gave up so many fucking strikes, so many like no hit strikes. Jordan was a season. Jordan could have won the game just by himself if we didn't try. We had to try. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm likely story i'm not saying you shouldn't have tried i'm just saying your victory shouldn't have been as celebratory as it was i you're playing disagree. against a, a very new opponent literally well, first time ever turned on that video game understand the game it's very <laughs> don't simple. talk it's like not that. smite man it's like it's... <laughs> i didn't even know the fucking uh i didn't know to press the a to catch the ball that was so stupid with like when it go out in the train would happen and there was i will say though i had a fun time it, it was it's here did not speak for like until uh, we started, until the we movie. started the movie, yeah, yeah literally started, no so like words. A good, like twenty minutes. It's good, no like speaking. 30, 40 minutes. <laughs> no way, we waited that long. We went downstairs. I was just on my phone scrolling. There wasn't make. I didn't Your make eye contact with anybody. Fuck. I was. Everybody I was. In a dark was, state, everybody man. was I wanted to like, win what that. What is wrong with this guy? So bad. I wanted it. So it was literally last yeah, bottom of the last inning. You bottom of the last inning. Run. We were down by three. We got three runs. Yeah, it was crazy. We got like four runs. You I mean you had like a home run? You know, it was crazy. It was. Not even a home run. It was just a good, good hit. It bounced over Yoshi's head. That's the one. That's what Jordan remembered. Betty, that's her name? <laughs> remember Betty? That's her name. Anyway, uh, I can't remember why we decided to watch Blue. It was definitely well, we did. Idea. We talked about like a million movies. We were like, this yeah. one, this one, this one. And you like, and you brought it up. And you were like, we can watch it. It's pretty cool. No one's ever watched it. And we're like, okay, yeah. No, but no one really voted against it. I didn't even vote. No one's ever watched I, it besides I us. Didn't even, I didn't say a word until it started. You're like, you okay with it? I'm like, yo. You were yeah, yeah, you were still pissed. I didn't really care what you thought, to be honest. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Until we got into it, and then I had a good time. Um, yeah, I thought I thought it was because I was surprised none of you had seen it because it's pretty damn influential mm-hmm. in the genre. Mm-hmm. Pretty like a big one, but yeah, we watched it. It's one of my favorite horror movies, and now we should get into it because uh, that's what the purpose of this episode is. Yeah. So um, first of all, first and foremost. It's important to know that this is a completely found footage film. Yeah, um, I guess and it's one of the first to like popularize it. I guess if you haven't seen the Blair Witch Project uh, before this, it's shocking because it's been out for um, like a full deck. I think like twenty, well, like ninety nine, a I decade and one, two decades in one day. So I mean, 
there will be spoilers, but if you if you don't know what happens, it's kind of on you. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like it was created in 1997, filmed, released 1999. So, mm-hmm. like, just as the internet was, like, becoming the standard. So, that's why this movie was able to work so well, I think. Right, right. Because it's... Um, it was it's found footage like he mentioned it mm-hmm. it's completely devoted to realism and so when the movie came out like tons of tons of people genuinely believed that the people in the movie were actually dead do you think that was real he would not be allowed to release that right no way what do you mean allowed to like if they were actually dead if they were actually dead could he release well, that movie to the public movie theaters there's no way It'd be the law against that, right? I mean, like, there'd probably be an investigation and people would be concerned whenever they've never seen the actors alive again. I mean, I, there's yeah. no way you... <laughs> assuming that you murder people on your set, which is like a snuff film. Yeah. The families of the... Yeah. Has, that, has that happened, though? Well, yeah. I mean, those exist. But, like, well, no, no, no. Snuff film is not like a... Like, you can't think of, like, a Hollywood release that's been... Yeah, it's like movies that don't get released. Just, like any kind of like movie or uh, like video media that has actual depiction of murder is a snuff film. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But people thought like some people thought that's what this was. Right. And uh, I I don't, I don't blame them to be honest. If there was, if like at that time, did you watch that YouTube video I sent you? I did. Yeah. yeah, That was a good video. He he talked about it. Shut that guy out. What was his name? Oh man. I think, Oh gosh. I I can pull it up. It was um, floating. Like Ryan Hollinger. Yeah, Ryan Hollinger's Blair Witch video is good. Pretty good but video, he was yeah. talking about how, like, it's so different for us to watch something like this because of how desensitized we've become to seeing like horrific things on media in media, and you know how, like, we know the a big thing he was talking about is the the tricks of the trade like we know we've seen it now how this stuff can be made but back then they no one had really seen anything like that right yeah for sure and that's when like that's why like it's harder to shock a modern day audience with like exactly the, the uncanny like the unbelievable like i know 99.9 percent of movies i see where shocking things happen i know it's a movie like joker 2019 when he you yeah. know when they the, the, the murder at the end was a very realistic looking on screen violent depiction of murder, but I know it's not real coming exactly. in a movie theater. And when like, I, I, I just hard, know it. It's hard for us to grasp like the feeling that people probably had watching this not knowing that because that's one of those things I wish I could do. Like we were talking about with uh, like FNAF earlier or like Fortnite, like gaming yeah. wise, but like phenomenon like in a movie. Like I wish, what would it be like to really say it happened for the first time? Because like so, uh, the, the filmmaking techniques, and we, we'll get into the movie a little here, are not. Uh, like they're not traditional. They're not. They're you could say they're bad, but they're it's it's, it's very like stylized. It's stylized to be realistic. Like you're right. watching the footage the that was found from the, and that's why this whole like the Blair Witch created this genre, found footage. Right. Like right. this footage was discovered lying in the woods or whatever. And, but there's a there's a there's a sort of beauty to it, like the handheld and the talking behind the camera and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because it, it's it, charming, it makes you identify with the characters more. Because it's it's like you are in the perspective of them, like you're seeing through what they're seeing, and it's not like like when you watch a Hollywood movie, you know you you're like, oh, I love that shot because I know that the cinematographer and the director planned for that shot to be pleasing to my eye. 
But with right. the, with something like the Blair Witch, the beauty of it is like none of this is has been planned out to be perfect, and it's 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 like exactly what the human being would be seeing in that moment. And also when they when the audio comes from behind the camera, which is a strange thing to hear in a Hollywood movie, because or not a well, I guess this was a Hollywood movie, indie movie. It's a strange mm-hmm. thing to hear in any movie because uh, you know you're that's expect- like a fourth wall break. Yeah, and you're expecting like microphones and like every line of every sound, everything to be heard. Some there's some lines in this movie that you just can't hear because the person's far away or they're mm-hmm. like they're they're facing the other way because literally everything was recorded from the perspective of the person recording it. And that's extremely unique. Yeah. No, it, it, it's, it was done extremely well. It, like, it literally feels like it's, I mean, I've only, only the other found footage movies I think I've seen is like creep one and two. Those are basically found footage. I think it's almost all shot. Yeah. Though those, and then like Cloverfield's a pretty good one, but I, I, I haven't would seen honor- that one. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen Honestly, it. I don't think any have done it as good as the Blair Witch Project. And, and, you, and we, we bring it, we were talking after post movie watch about like the scenes where they're like, they're genuinely scared about getting lost and they want to go home and like, all, like that's so believable. Like it's yeah, genuine. Like, like that, you have to give them. You have to give them props. It's acting. It's it's amazing acting. Extremely good to, acting. It's you're like they're acting so well. It doesn't and look like they're all acting. All the like lines it looks are like real people. Garrett, that's just what you gotta realize. Is there a script? No like general outline or no. So I'll get into how this movie was okay, yeah, done, right. but no yeah, script. So so they were hired. They they knew going in that it was a creative project, but mm-hmm. they like and you know I think I mentioned it when we were hanging out. But like the main the main actor Heather Donahue. Like she didn't, mm-hmm. she actually thought like she might get killed. Like this was a snuff film. Like she brought a defense weapon to set. Like yeah. They, they didn't know anything. They get hired. There, there were nobodies at the time, probably intentional by the directors. And yeah. uh, I think that they were told that they needed to be strong and improv because the whole movie was going to be improv. Yeah. And they, they literally just like told them where to go, gave them like specific instructions, like not specific, I'm sorry, unspecific, like vague instructions on where to go and what to do. And then the directors just like terrorize them at night and to capture their real reactions. So they were really like sleeping out at night during those? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the directors would just like essentially like fuck with them at night and which they weren't ready for. And so that was their way of trying to capture the most authentic reactions possible. I mean, I'm sure that the actors knew like, okay, we're not actually going to die. I mean, I don't even know. I mean, they, they, it was really mysterious. And yeah. Uh, so yeah, a lot of the reactions in the movie, even though they're acting, but it's, it's like, it's very authentic to what someone would actually do in those situations. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the most, one of the clear ones is like the scene where I think it's Mike, where he's yelling like, like someone help us or whatever. And like his, you know? he's like try. You can you can just he's feel it in his voice. Like he's mm-hmm. trying at the top of his like. When they're they're constantly yelling at the the main girl. What's her name? Heather. The character's name Heather. They're constantly yelling at Heather to like turn the camera off. Like they're so pissed right, about it. Like right. it's not funny. Like stop recording it. You know. That's that, gr- that, that fourth really wall happen. break is really good because it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what they would do. Like they like, it, it, and they're staring right at you. Like, how many times in a movie does it does anyone on like a subject on screen look the camera. directly at the camera? Yeah, it makes it feel <laughs> like you're there, man. It's like you're there. Yeah, and it's like, and but you also, I I had a thought in the back of my head the whole time. Whenever they asked Heather to turn off the camera, it's like if they if she turns off the camera, I don't get to know what's happening. 
I'm like, I, like, I didn't want her to turn off the camera, you know, like as a, as a viewer, I was engrossed. I was like, I need to see what happens to you. Like, don't turn it off. Yeah. yeah. Because if you turn it off, like, and you get like killed off camera, like in the story, let's say, like, that, that's all footage of your death. Like, you're just, it's done. You don't get to know what happened to you. So it's almost like, yeah. you know, it's almost like Heather is just recording like her final moments, which she literally is, you know, not, maybe not intentionally or it could be intentionally, yeah. you know, but it's like, I don't know. That's interesting. I was like, how like, the entire story revolves around if that camera is on or not and that usually is not a thing in movies because the camera is always rolling there's no like camera yeah that's not yeah. You're, you're just like a spectator you have the camera as an actual like character you, in this movie. yeah do you ever think about that in movies hayden like it's it blows my mind the concept of like you're watching a movie and there's a camera like but to the actors it's like first person like they like you you get to see the whole movie scene from a point of view that no one in that set does like none of the actors, like you're just you're like spectating. That's like so unnatural. Yeah, that is if weird. You, if you're like to place yourself as the camera, like you're just staring at people, like what they're doing, like you yeah, don't. Yeah, that's trippy. And so it's like when it's like an actual camera, like it almost you know it makes more sense. I don't know. I, I find that really weird thing about it's like the whole idea of like point of view and like seeing out of yourself. Like you you can never look at yourself from the third person, even like a mirror. Like you never get a true look at yourself. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Move yeah, off, that is but. true. That is. Because even in a mirror, like, it's distorted by the glass of the mirror. Yeah. Like, you'll, you'll never, never get to... S- never. Never. Like, like never, man. Ever. Ever. I, you, how does that work? Like, you will you never can, get to see how you look to other people. No. You can you can never remove your eyes, like, from your head to see out of someone else's point of view. I mean, I guess the closest you could get is, like, a, is like a VR. camera taken of you. Like, a very high-quality camera picture taken of you. Yeah, or like I've seen like uh, there was a video this YouTuber did Austin Evans thinks his name's like a tech YouTuber, where like he wore like a VR headset and had like a GoPro mounted on him so he could like see himself in third, in third person. person. Yeah, I always wanted to do yeah. that. Oh, I did it before where like someone's behind me. We like okay, we're like FaceTiming and I have my phone looking at my phone and his phone's looking at me above me, but I put the phone like right to your face. You can kind of do it that way. Mm-hmm. And this, and try to move by just looking at your phone, not around your surroundings. That's, you can see yourself moving. That's it's weird. pretty. That's crazy. Yeah, you should try it. You should try it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, I, I guess we can go start start from the top and just kind of go through the film, because mm-hmm. uh, there is some things that I'd like to talk about with the, through everything instead of just doing a highlight uh, reel. But like, yeah. Okay, so it starts and it's just a title screen right away that with just white text says the Blair Witch. Or I think there's something that's like the following events were were found, or it's like three filmmakers departed into the woods to make a documentary. This was the footage that they that they were found, something like yeah. that. And then you don't you, there's just nothing. You're you're into seeing what they're recording, like the beginning of their trip. Yeah, there's no like there's no there's no camera shot. Like there's no like cinematography shot. Like Outside not a camera. single. There's it's, not from beginning to end. It's camcorder and the other camera they had. Yeah, and there's no non-diegetic sound. Like it's all. There's no score, no soundtrack. What does that word mean? Uh, diegetic means mm-hmm. sound coming from within the universe of the movie. Non-diegetic mm-hmm. means sounds coming from outside of the universe of the movie. Gotcha. So, yeah, non-diegetic sound the whole time. Like there's no music accompaniment at all only sound you mm-hmm. get is from whatever mic they used uh they were using to film their quote-unquote documentary anyway so it you 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 don't really get a, a proper introduction to the characters you just kind of like you're you you basically live in heather's perspective for 99 percent of this movie 
Right. And in the story, they 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 don't. I'm assuming Heather and Josh know each other, but Mike's like a new guy. Like they don't know him. He's like the third party. Yeah. So you meet him, uh, as they do in the same time, and you just kind of go through their the events leading up to them starting the hike, which are admittedly slow, especially because there's no like uh, there's nothing cinematically too interesting happening because it's a found footage movie. So you're kind of just watching like the rough draft of their documentary, which is an interesting thing. But I could tell that when we were watching it, everyone in the room was like, holy God, please. <laughs> I didn't find it that bad. Like the, you talking about like the interview sections and it was, stuff. It was mainly Colin and Jordan. Like Jordan was yeah. on his phone, maybe 12, 15 times. <laughs> <laughs> I did not notice that. That's pretty funny. I was I bought mean, into it. He got sucked in once they went into the woods, but yeah, um, understandable. But they have to do that to set the premise. It, it does a lot to set it up because one, it it really does a lot for the realism. Like especially the scene that, that lives in my head is when they're they're like in the hotel for the night, like mm-hmm. they're drinking and smoking and stuff. It's like yeah, if you've ever been Real like buds. on a hiking buds buds. or like any trip, like there's always that night like before you go out to camp where you're like yeah. in somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's it's so real. It's so real. Yeah, for sure. And you get you get you get uh, acclimated with all the equipment that they have too, because that's important for the movie. Which is like two cameras. One's like a, a sixteen millimeter, and one's like a, like a DAT or like something. A camcorder. Yeah. What does DAT mean? Not DAT. I, I, CP is that what they call it? Yeah, they call it. They said CP. One's like a like a third sixteen millimeter or whatever, and sometimes mm-hmm. it, it switches to shots of that, which is used really well. That's a black and white. Because it's right? black and white. Yeah. And then they have like some microphones and stuff. So they have a lot of stuff. They have, all have humongous packs because they have to yeah, tent and everything. Yeah, heavy shit to carry. Yeah. And um, so they start interviewing people around this town, and I'm pretty sure they're real, authentic interviews as well. I don't think they were told. real American movie. Yeah. So that's really interesting to watch for for like a good 20 minutes. It feels like a legit documentary from like the 90s. Because mm-hmm. they're talking to people, you know, and then there's like the lady with the kid and. And then they go talk to this uh, this like older lady who, who everybody says is psycho and like she's seen the witch. And it's a lot of like, uh, it's like legend. grandma time. Or yeah. What's it? Called? Grandma death. Grandma from or uh, something. Yeah. Or grandpa some, death. From, from no, the girl from Donnie Darko. Oh mm. yeah 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 yeah. Granny grandma about. death or something. Yeah. 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 They talk to this crazy lady and it's it's a bunch of people just like, telling their legends of the Blair Witch and if they believe it and. So it it gives you this sense that like it's an urban legend like like we don't yeah. know if it's real or not going in, mm-hmm. and that's an that's a nice way to set up ambiguity in the movie because we don't actually know if anything's gonna happen to them. I mean we assume because we're watching a horror movie, but and I think that some people might say that that would detract from a horror film, but I think it in the certain situations it definitely just adds to it knowing that some like there's no way for a movie to convince you that. There's there's a chance that nothing's gonna happen nowadays. Yeah, because if a movie's being made, yeah, you expect there to so the more be made about something. The more of like a looming, and I, this probably goes back to like Lovecraftian, uh, like existential horror. But the the bigger mm-hmm. the looming threat, the the bigger the the sense of a threat you can create, the more tension in the movie. And, and that's where I want to compliment this movie as far as like, you know, many horror movies in the last ten years are made with like, oogie boogie monster or supernatural or something that's trying to kill the main character. And they show them on screen, running at them, running towards the camera, something like you, it's a known entity, but this whole movie, I was just scared of what could happen. And that's, like, I was worked. terrified and by like, worked. 
what I was going to see on the camera or yeah. what was going to happen to them or what would happen to these characters. And not, like they don't really show like anything ever. But I was so scared the whole time because the, the tension never released. And that's I was always a, on my toes. Such a perfect thing. And like even and I you know, The Shining's my favorite movie of all time. But even in The Shining, mm. you get you get like some visual representation of of the of the threat in a way. Yeah. But right. in this movie, none. It's just them Gives and there's nothing. sounds and there's creaks in the night and it's and the, I mean, the scene where they they were running and they fall on the ground that got me good. Yeah, and I mean, there. it's even yeah. hard for me because seeing it twice now, but I I can distinctly remember the first time having that same thing. Like, like there's like 20 minutes left in this movie. I have no idea what's gonna happen. Like, is there gonna be mm. like some visual effects? Like, I I didn't know. And like in the the title, the Blair Witch Project, you might think that there's eventually gonna a be Blair some witch. some kind of yeah. witch. Um, but no, and that, that really, really grounds it. Cause you still don't know when the movie ends, if it's real or not, like if they died, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, but anyway, they, so they, they interview all these people in the town and then they start trekking in the woods mm-hmm. and even for a while in the woods, they're still like cool and everything. Yeah, just t- try like just you know small talking and hanging out, and they have this map and they have this compass, and those are their two navigation techniques. Um, and you know they they don't really see anything that creepy. They're kind of just hiking and they um they're shooting this shit, you know. And it's really realistic. And what what really helps is like their human improv when they're like talking about like um you know imagine if we get lost or whatever, and they're like laughing about it and stuff like that's. That would that would genuinely happen if this situation occurred because they don't yeah. they never yeah. think they're gonna get lost like yeah you never think you never assume the worst exactly you're always like oh we're gonna wake up tomorrow in our hotel like that's a thought like you take for granted like you know you're gonna wake up in the morning safe and sound like like they have to I, I, the movie makes it a point that they had they like rented the equipment and so mm-hmm. there's a there's a scene where he's like just when things start to kind of get worrisome and the, and I'll get to it but. He's like, I gotta get this camera back. Like, like, yeah, yeah. They prioritize like, I can't just leave this and rent. Like, you gotta, we gotta carry all this. We we rented this. This costs money. Like, that's they're still concerned about money when they are they are going to probably die. That is so realistic because they haven't they haven't realized it yet. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't know. They think it's just like mildly inconveniently that they're lost. That is such a. This movie does such a great job of depicting like the exact way and the exact speed that that a human being goes from completely comfortable to fight or flight yeah like it right. you see every single step you see this the, the unease start to creep in and it's even like like the the, the editing gets quicker too and the, the shaky cam gets quicker everything about this movie succeeds in conveying the fact that something bad is going to happen and it's going to happen extremely slowly yeah even the like, whole concept of like they're safe in the daytime not safe in the nighttime like you have a whole yeah you know, however many hours of sunlight where you're probably not in immediate danger, but you're like, just think about you have that. to make progress of getting out. And they like, never do. Like the one day when they headed North for like 12 hours, came back to what they thought was the same tree. It's like your, your time of safety is now over. You must now survive that in like Minecraft, <laughs> like a survival yeah, it's game. Literally, like you, have, yeah. you have to survive the next, you know, 12 hours at nighttime. You just have to do it. Cause you didn't get, you didn't get shit done during the daytime. Good luck. Try to survive. Like that's, that's so scary. Well, also like, and I think the movie hits this home. Well, it's like, you got to think about the, the length of a day. Like they are walking all day and that's they hard. still don't get out. You know what the mental toll that would take on you to walk all day. Cause like when they came in, 
they they even say in the movie like this isn't this place isn't that big and it really just shows you like how little space you need to get lost in like right they they literally walk all day long imagine being in the woods and walking for a full day sun up to sundown and not having any clue where you are you know how much that would destroy your I, psyche i couldn't do it like that that like makes my skin crawl like multiple days the in a row being, yeah the concept of being lost in the woods i could never like never ever like, ever ever when you that. go in you bring food you bring water you're like i'm not even gonna need all this stuff and like imagine mm. the thought of like we're actually gonna be out of food soon like yeah that yeah, is for a whole day. horrifying you spend 12 hours walking no food that's horrifying yeah um, but anyway, they, so, so the unease starts to happen, uh, like, and there's, there's a lot of like camp shots, like nighttime in the tent shots, which are great. Yeah. Those are cool. Those you are really feel, good. You feel, there's, there's even really times up close, like yeah, cramped like feeling. faces, like sleepy mm-hmm. faces. And like, there's, there's times in this movie where the camera just like, just literally goes black for like 15, 20 seconds. Yeah. That, and that's good. You don't get to, you just hear voices, you hear sounds, you don't get to see people because there's really not enough light to, for the camera to work. Yeah, and um yeah, man. And then so so obviously the the signs of the the evil pre- I don't even want to say the witch cuz the movie doesn't try to make it seem like a witch in any way. Just just weird stuff starts Their happening. Presence. Yeah, like, they see like the the rocks and the Yeah, the first thing is the rocks because the rocks they wake up and there's like piles of rocks around their tents. Mhm. And that's when she starts to, and also Heather's realization scenes are really good too. Like the acting is great. Like that's, yeah. that that's one of the hardest things to do in acting. I think is like act like you're genuinely discovering something that you didn't know was there because it's hard yeah. for humans to fake like real surprise. Like that's hard, but she does a, Definitely. she does a really good job. And, uh, then they start to think they're lost and they, and the whole movie one of the biggest plot devices is Heather's pride and her dedication to finishing the project, like the documentary. And, yeah, yeah. And she also thinks she knows where they're going. Yeah, she has a like lot she of. She can get them out. She has the 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 power, the capability, and the knowledge to save them. Well, and it's realistic because like it, it was her it's her project. She invited yeah. them. Yeah, I don't want to admit that I'm lost. I I can get us out. That's what I'll say. Like you know? I invited you guys here. I'm gonna make sure you guys get back. Like, and that breaks her down to slowly realize that she she is fucked and she even says it like oh my god the acting in this movie is like i'm the scenes are flooding in like the scene where she's like sobbing or like she's starting to like tear up she's like we're fucked we're fucked like yeah i can't get this out like that's so real and like they start to like i'm glad that they don't go more into this because it starts to get a little i don't say i don't wouldn't say it pushes cheesy but they start to hint that like josh is like losing his mind and he's like, mm-hmm. he's like, and I mean, it's, it's just at the point of believability in the movie, but I think if they would have went any farther with it, I would have, um, I would have been like, this is a little stupid, but like they, he's like sitting far away, like talking to himself and stuff. It's just, it's fucked dude. And the fact that there's not a single hint that this is like a, a film production is fucked. Yeah. Like yeah. you, you just start to feel dreadful watching this movie you by like, yourself in Heather's shoes by like the 45 like minute mark, mean? no matter how many times I've seen this movie. And I've only seen it twice, but the both of the times, like, you just start to feel desolate. Like, no matter mm-hmm. how hard you try not to. Especially if you're going to commit to watching this full movie. Like, you could have the lights on, you could have everything on, and you're going to feel, like, depressed. Yeah. It, it, it does a good job of, I think that's attributed to the, to the found footage aspect of, like, putting yourself, like, first person, like, you are Heather. Like, a lot of movies yeah. don't do that because of, like, the natural way of a, of a camera filming and like a third person point of view of like yeah 
like you're kind of taken out because you know it's a scene but this isn't a scene this is someone's point this of view. is real events yeah and like yeah there's some scenes that literally just go nowhere because it's because you're it and that's like like they'll start and then they'll do something and then it just cuts and it's not explained and there's nothing you know like mm-hmm. the or one of the really bad scenes the really uh scary scenes this is kind of in chronological order is when they find the like stick shapes the like crosses yeah. and stuff in the trees like little effigies or whatever yeah and and that's when they that's the scene because when the rocks happen they're kind of still like i mean it's it could be coincidence or whatever don't they wake up and like the rocks move or something yeah they saw well they saw a pile of rocks and then they wake up and there's like like five of them or whatever like right outside their tent and it's just like i can't imagine like that that just just analyze that for a second hayden you wake up and something was woods. done. Woods. You're already yeah. uneasy sleeping in the woods. Yeah. You're, no you're, you're in a space where you expect no humans to be. And something, a task was done that can only be done by a human. Yeah. yeah. So that wow, terrifying. You, you putting it like that really drove it home. Like you you become unconscious and conscious and something has changed that is done by another person in the woods. And you don't see them. You don't hear them. You just wake up and things have changed. You don't know what they did. You know if they went in your tent. They could have like gotten up to your face and you would have known. That's f- they, Fucked. And then you're, and then they're just gone, and you have to wake up and keep going. That simple, simple, and then and then tiny it happens thing. more nights in a row. Yeah. Oh, I'm even talking about it, man. It just gets me. Like I can't fucking, I can't do it. And like, I, oh it's so God. realistic. That's why it's scary, Hayden. It's not like oogie boogie, like monster. And it's the fact real. that we're like talking about this and getting scared is why the movie works. Like, yeah, it's it's so realistically. That's what makes it scary. It goes beyond the visuals. Like it, it sticks with you. The concepts, the thought of being there, and like the, the the really like I keep mentioning it, the acting holds this. Like this movie would fall flat on its face if these actors were shit. Like mm-hmm. they convey it so well. Mike Mike is the unsung hero. Like his his screams are bone chilling, and and the parts where the audio you know like peaks, like like the mic can't handle the volume, that adds to yeah. it as well. Oh yeah, I love that. And, like, it's just fucked, man. Like, they start to... Because when they come in, like, you kind of have this dynamic of, like, they don't know Mike yet, so they're trying to be all, like, friendly and joking around. Like, to think about a situation where you go into it not knowing someone that well, and then the situation brings you to the point where you're screaming at each other, that's how you know it's fucked. Yeah, that would be hard to do. People you just met to have to go through a situation like that, that would be really bad. And, like, the, the arguing scenes are really good, too. We mm-hmm. haven't talked about those yet, but like when when Josh, a lot of them. it's kind of like Josh, Mike versus Heather because she wants to keep filming and, and even, keep going. Even and like she, she she thinks that she can get them back, but Mike and Josh are like no, you fucking can't turn the camera yeah. off. Like, and then she hits the the I would say the climax of the movie is is the when the map goes missing. Yeah, I, now I need you to explain a little bit like how that actually happened because that's when like when I kind of was not asleep, but like that was my lowest point of consciousness. They, so they like went. How did the map get lost? So I they, woke up when they were arguing about it. They had the map, one of the days that they were walking, and then when they when they went to sleep that night, the map was gone. And then when they woke up, they were they were they got all their shit together. And I think it's the day that, I think it was the day where they um, where there was like uh, all their shit was like torn. No, it wasn't that day. What could, okay? Can we like rethink about the 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 like what happens at night? First, it's the rocks. And then mm-hmm. what happens the next night? Next night, it might be just like baby there's, noises. The, the children, yeah, there's like noises. Because one of the worst nights where they were like punching the tent or whatever. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was bad. I forgot about that scene. And then 
one of the nights is they run out and like sprint through the woods, but they don't. And none they, of them like they disappear. lay prone in the woods for like a minute. That that's one of the worst ones. Yeah. Because in that in that that's like the existential dread of like running with like, no destination. Yeah, like, and it's also the fact that like you know we talked about I mentioned earlier like how you only see out of your eyes. Like when you're on the ground in the dark, you can't fucking see what's around you. Yeah, that's fucked. Like there could be like twenty people with knives and they're just gonna jump and stab you to death and you die. Like you, you can't you can't see that. So when you're running. You're coming from a tent, which is a very small, visible, like safe location, and, and also, you like, run you have, out you, to the open woods where like have no, infinite like, possibilities. Mental concept of like where anything is, like it's just trees yeah. and grass. It's just open space. Yeah, you you don't know. And like, oh my god, that scene is. And they run out. Like, you, if you feel like it's like desperate, like she's shrieking and she's like, "What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that?" Yeah. Like it, the camera doesn't even show what it what she's yelling at. You don't see anything. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you you have no idea. You're just as blind as she is practically. Like she could have seen nothing. She could have seen the squirrel and just thought like because of the situation. Mm-hmm. And dude, oh my god! And then okay, back to what I was saying. They lose the map. So it's the reveal is that Mike, when they you know when they were going fucking crazy and and couldn't find anything. I think it was the day that they walked all day and got to the same yeah. spot. He apparently kicks the he kicks the map into the water because. He's pissed that it doesn't do him any good. Yeah. And while I will say that's a little bit weak from a writing perspective, I think that the actors make it work in the movie. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, from just reading the script, like if I read that, I'd be like, that's not a very believable way for you Why to have this. Why would he purposely sabotage his way home? Yeah it's, yeah, it's not a believable way to have this plot device uh, done. But I think, I, I think that the way that Mike presents it in the way that they react it comes across as authentic in the movie because mike doesn't admit it for a while right he doesn't admit it until they like walk a good distance yeah yeah because because he was probably thinking and this is another this is why that it works for me is because he doesn't admit it at first because he's like hoping that oh well maybe if we if we just get out of here in the next few hours i won't have to admit it and they won't be mad at me kind of thing yeah but then then he he can get away with it yeah then when he realized he fucked up yeah exactly exactly so again, I think that the actors make it work, and that and that's a lot with this movie. Like, like take the scene where the the tent is like shaking, that could come across as so stupid looking, if mm-hmm. they if their reactions aren't the way that they are. Yeah. Because, like you say, the events of the movie are not spectacular. Like the scares are not; they don't involve a lot of sets or props or like, visual effects or yeah. The actors have to deliver, and they deliver so well. Yeah, it's like it's like if you have a play with like no costumes, no backdrops, and it's just people on stage talking. Yeah, exactly. Like the movie is pretty low media, like low enrichment. Like it's just acting. Yeah, it is. And uh, I, I was gonna say, uh, what was I gonna say? Crap, I can't remember. But uh, I think we're getting to the Heather uh, like soliloquy monologue scene now, mm-hmm. which is uh, the like the cover of the movie. If you buy a copy of this movie, that's probably gonna be the cover. Uh, it's the most famous scene in the movie, and it's for good reason. Yeah, rightfully so. Uh, you know, she turns, and you—if you haven't seen this movie, you've probably seen this clip. It's when she like turns the camera front facing to her. And you see and like her snotty nostrils. It's like up her nostrils because, you know, and I and I read somewhere that that was a total accident. Like she just picked the wrong setting on the camera, and she meant to get her full face. Mm-hmm. But it's a great accident because it, it it works so well to only see like her eye, like that that is like. A beautiful shot, in my opinion. You you see her, and oh my god, her acting. You see the tears start to swell up, and then because she's not crying when it first starts, like you kind of can tell yeah. she's like she was crying, and she like got it together to record. 
And start crying again. And yeah. start crying again during recording just because of what she's talking about. And her like her like frantic, like terrified, petrified glances to the side. Like she like she doesn't know. Like, do you understand that in that monologue, like multiple times she interrupts her own sentences to be like, What the fuck was that? Like she yeah. is horrified. That's that's per- superb acting right there. Yeah, that's yeah, phenomenal. Like to, to buy like how much she bought into her role, the tears drop dripping down her face. It's like she's not like so- weeping or sobbing. Like it's like two tears, and you could just you can see the whole life cycle of the tear, like from it swelling up to it dripping down her nose mm-hmm. because of the way that the camera is positioned. It's it's a phenomenal scene, and I don't even know if this movie was put for put up for any awards, but she she deserves it. Uh, yeah, completely. and I think the the what the classic line is. Um, I'm scared to close my eyes. I'm scared to open my eyes. Scared to close my yeah. Super uh, like tattoo on your body line. Like it's yeah. That that's fucking that's real. That's real shit. Yeah. You're scared to see what happens, and you're scared not to see what happens. Like, do you ever have a dream? I I don't know. I've had it before where like I'm there's like a monster. Like something's like gonna kill me or something in my dream. Like there's a scary monster that's gonna like chomp on me or like a dinosaur. Like something. Yeah. And it's like I don't know if I want to look at it. I just want to be. I want it to be over. Like I, I I don't want to look at it. I don't want to not look at it. Like I need it to. I just need to like. But like for me, it's like I know it's a dream. So if I die in the dream, it's okay. So I just want to die to get over with. Maybe maybe that's how you could feel in real life. It's so desolate. Like if you're gonna die, like maybe you just want want to die. Like you you don't want to keep like you're too scared to look at what's happening, to not look what's happening, to keep going. Yeah. Like the the feeling's gotta it's gotta be like a weighing balance of like, you know, not to be like grim, but like like suicide. Like would you rather go out by your own means? than be like viciously murdered by something that's like chasing you like this the thought of keep on lip to keep living is terrifying in itself because yeah. you know you're gonna face like that's that's some crazy shit to think about and like the other thing that makes it hit a lot harder than some of the other scenes is like she it's in other scenes like she's filming something she's filming things just to have it like like oh when we, when we get out of here and we edit this documentary i want to have this on camera that scene is like she's done with the project she's filming this like in the hopes that her family will see it like she's saying i'm sorry yeah. mom i'm sorry yeah like I'm sorry mike's parents josh's parents whatever yeah yeah like it's not about fucking the capturing anymore. events it's like it's this is a suicide footage, like, plea basically yeah like he like i did my last spoken words and yeah and right in the right of mind very important what you just said like like she in her mind she's thinking this might be the last thing i ever say mm-hmm. that's fucked that dude. i can't think about that i cannot think that's about fucked like recording your last word like that's this might be the last she, thing i say she she executes it so well mm-hmm. for sure and then um where was i getting to I how totally do they get to the house out. also that's where i'm falling well, before you, before you get to the house what you were talking about dreams and i was gonna say oh have you ever had a dream where like some like crazy fucked up shit happened and then you wake up and it's like not morning yet and you know you have to go back to sleep but you're afraid to go back to sleep cuz you might mm, enter the same yeah. dream that's happened to yeah. me a couple times that is yeah. that's that's like the probably the closest i could get to how she feels like yeah like i have yeah, dream have you ever had that yeah or I'll, I'll like wake up and i'm like my heart's racing i'm sweating i need to like get up i like go to the bathroom turn the lights on like i need to like i i i can't f- understand what's happening yeah but then like yeah it's like not daytime yet so like what do you do you just lay like, back down for me it's like the paralyzing fear of like i'm so tired 
And these are these are like for the really messed up dreams. Like I've had dreams yeah, where yeah. like my family's been murdered in front of me and shit. Like damn. I'm awake and I know that it was a dream, but I'm like I need to go back to sleep, but if I go back to sleep, I'm going to be could back yet, where yeah. I was. Yeah. That's that was that's bad. I've had that happen a few times. But mm-hmm. uh yeah, the house. So well, first we've skipped over Josh going missing, which which yeah, how did, geniusly yeah. does not happen on screen at all. Yeah, they wake up and Josh is gone, right? Because if they put it on screen, it would seem, it would it would uh, it would taint the realism of the movie because the chances of them actually capturing him getting captured is very low. low. So they Probably literally just wake up and he's fucking gone, and that's how it would mm-hmm. fucking happen in real life. Yeah, yeah. And then the really the really good scene is. Um, and we're backtracking a little bit, but when, when the, like, the, like, uh, sticks get the, the, like package mm-hmm. is left in front of their tent, were you awake for this part? Yeah, I think so. And it, and it has his like flannel shirt. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's crazy. And it's like his Yo, teeth she, and his bones and she's and freaking out. And Mike's you just, like, you just have to realize yeah. how you would feel seeing that. Yeah. Cause that's terrible. And, and she like, she like won't tell him. She's like, I don't even think she ever tells him. No, Mike. Yeah, she never said what she said in there. Like she's her voice is like, I can't even rec- recreate it because I'm not an actor. But like, she's like, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. Like she's like, she's like losing it. Yeah, she's full on panic mode, like hysteria. And then they, and then, and then they don't make it out another day. Do you imagine how bad yeah, they that keep day going, would be? There's like, there's like two really bad nights in a row, and then they had like a break night. But then like they were there for like three or more nights or something like they were there a lot yeah the day that they discover josh's mouth or she discovers it like his decapitated tongue and shit like Mm -hmm. they have to hike another day and they don't they still don't make it out they have to camp another night at that point i hate it it's like it's at that point man it's like at that point it's like my life is like my life is over like i had one chance to get out and then oh the really fucked up scene is when they're in the tent like for the last time and she's like don't go to sleep mike like Mm -hmm. that is fucked you don't want the other person to go to sleep because you're so like that is so terrifying. Yeah, you don't want to be the only one awake. Yeah. Yeah. And then eventually, they come across that. Or, or okay, wait, wait, wait. No, the Josh's voice. They hear Josh's voice. Oh, okay, they hear his voice in the woods, like in the yeah. morning. They, or is this no, at it's, night? this is at night. This is like the final okay. scene of the movie. Yeah. They hear his voice screaming, and this is where they're like, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they're because like, they think he's out there screaming for help, and mm. you know it's implied that whatever's whatever's doing this to them is imitating his voice or or making him scream or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's I think I like how they they make it. It could be supernatural or it could just be like some fucked up killer. Like mm-hmm. you don't know what it is because yeah, it could have just it could have just been someone kidnapping Josh and forcing him to scream like that. Mm-hmm. And so they 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 start running after him, frantically shaky cam really good really good handheld movement and then they come across this like broken up shack and the events that follow from them entering the doors of the shack to the final cut of the shot of the movie is mm-hmm. it's just like my heart races yeah i was pretty like fucked when that was they okay so they go in and it gets really disorienting on purpose because it cuts from mike's because ca- they both have cameras at this point it cuts back and forth from mike's camera footage and heather's camera footage so you start to like get really disoriented exactly how they are disoriented because the house has like a basement has like an upstairs and they like they split up right when they go in 
Yeah. And you don't know where Josh's voice is coming from because of the way the audio is edited. There was like a million floors in this place. That was also what's scary about it. It was really disorienting. Like they go in and you you, you never see them. Okay, this is really genius filmmaking right here, point I want to make. From the Mm -hmm. moment that they both enter the uh, door... You never see them in the, the same person. shot again. Yes, that's yes. You don't. You, you never, never see them both in the same shot. Yes. Um, I don't Great even point. think until the last scene, which is which it drives up the horror. And okay, so they go in. The whole scene's black and white because she's using the black and white camera, or some of it's in color because it switches to Mike. But Heather's camera is black and white, and mm-hmm. they they lose each other, and then you know, it cuts to Mike for a few times, and then it and then it switches back to Heather, and it's Heather's camera for the rest of the movie. And mm-hmm. she loses Mike, and she is shrieking. Like there's like there's like hands on the wall at some point, mm-hmm. and like she's the 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 way that she's shrieking Mike's name is like one of the most bone chilling things I've ever heard in a movie. Like yeah. it is it is horrifying. It doesn't even sound human. Like she's she's pleading for him, and she walks into this downstairs room. And the camera's like really shaky, and then it pans up, and Mike is standing in the corner facing the wall. That was Mike, not Josh. It's Mike, yeah. Okay. And then she, she like shrieks again and claps to the floor, and the camera falls over, and that's the movie. Yeah. And so, the ending is a callback to one of the beginning interviews where this guy was telling the legend of the serial killer who lived in the town, who would kidnap kids and kill them, but the way that he would kill them is he would make one of them stand and face the wall that's right yes well he yes, killed exactly. well, he killed the other because he didn't want the to feel the guilt of the kid watching what he was doing and then he would kill yeah. the other one so yeah, I remember that interview yeah a callback to that at the end because mike is standing in the corner which is really good because it also leaves it ambiguous as to what has been doing this to them the whole time it could be the serial killer could be the blair witch like like we're literally left at the end of the movie as just another one of those people that were being interviewed. Like, oh, it's a legend. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, we're, clu- we're clueless. Yeah, that's genius. We have man. no information. They don't tell you shit. And you end it that way. It just cuts so abrupt too. I was surprised how abrupt it was. It was it's just, it's staggering. She falls to the ground and then the credits start rolling while the camera noise is still happening. And it leaves you in, sus- in like suspended in fear. I'm, it's like, it's like how I mean we've talked about this before with other movies like it or something where like. They tell you, you know what happens. They tell you what happens. You see the monster, you see what happens. And it's like, you get so used to information that when you don't get that information, it's like, I want to know, but it's like too bad. You don't get to know. And that's the beauty. And it's hard for me to accept because, you know, I'm, I'm a modern human. And in modern media, they tell you things most of the time. And ambiguity is a relic of the past yeah. these days in film. So when you have true ambiguity where you don't know shit, it's like, I want to know so bad, but you just don't get to know. And that's it. That's what makes it more unsettling and striking and powerful as a movie is that you don't know what happens and the camera stops. You don't know the truth. You don't know what's actually happening. Is it a monster? Is it a person? Like you don't know anything. And that's you don't know so anything. Scary. And you're left to theorize like we are in this podcast. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's why this movie has influenced so many others. Um, it's a movie that understood what truly scares people, I think. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's like, uh, it's like, the unknown is the scariest thing to humans because our minds are the only things that can really scare us. I mean, you're, if if you, if you get kidnapped by somebody, you're, you're only scared because of how your brain's perceiving the situation. And like Mm -hmm. the scariest thing about a kidnapping is again, what is this person going to do to me? It's always the unknown. That's the scariest thing. 
And this movie understands that and it conveys it very well. And it's a phenomenal, influential um, horror movie that everyone should see, I think, if you like horror. Mm-hmm. A certified classic. The Blair yeah, Witch you got it. You got to see it. Certified hood classic. <laughs> and uh, I, that's the movie. I mean, I, I would I would talk about like theories, but like I, I just think that does a disservice to the movie because I, I yeah. I don't want to. You don't get because there is a there is like it. a whole theory that like Mike's the killer, but I just think that that's people just trying that's to make lame. it something. Yeah, it's really stupid. That's that's an example of people trying to make it something that it's not. Uh, but yeah, it's a very and it's not it's not long. It's like an hour twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Doesn't overstay its welcome. And and um, yeah, I I don't I don't have much else to say about it. Yeah, I think you summed it up pretty well. Um, we rate movies, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We do. I I um. Uh, let me think about this. If you, if you know yours, go ahead. Uh, I would give it a. Hmm. I would give it a nine point two. Yeah, I was about to give it a nine. I think I was gonna go above nine and a half, but I. Like I'm, I'm, I really try to be particular with these, and I don't know what movies we've done in the past and what we rated them, but like no clue. I'm really trying to think of what I truly believe is a flaw to this movie, and the only thing I can think of is the beginning is extremely slow, but then I'm thinking that's unavoidable because of the way it's presented. Like, but yeah. I'm, I'm thinking maybe a little bit of that expo could have been cut, like, uh, like the fisherman conversation. That's that felt feels kind of um and I know why it's in there and I appreciate it being in there but I think that that's that's the one thing I would change this movie so and I think that's that's worthy to knock off like point five points so I'm gonna give this movie a nine and a half nice nine point five out of ten which is which is high and I understand that but I truly believe that this movie is great yeah it is yeah it is spectacular especially for, sure. for the for the genre it's in which is the much way better I, than i expected i didn't, I didn't going into this movie I had kind of low expectations as far as like haha cheesy found footage film but it wasn't at all yeah and that's and i think that's how a lot of people go into this movie but what they don't understand is this movie created found like this is the found footage movie um mm-hmm. and and you know you see a lot of terrible examples of found footage nowadays that it really taints the 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 genre or the style but it can be a really effective style Definitely, when done correctly, and it was done correctly here. Yeah, yeah, nine point five, and you said nine point two. Yeah, some, some, some uh, high praise of this film. So you guys should really check it out. Definitely should. But yeah, we're gonna call it there, guys. Hope you're having a good week. Hope you enjoyed this review. Yeah, I hope you hope you learned something today. Hope you have. Hope you came out of this podcast more scared of life than you were than you came into it. I, I hope I you. I, I hope the you, whole podcast. I was looking towards my bedroom door, and making sure it was locked. Like, dude, and like, you know what? Paranoid. That's that's why it's so freaking good, man. And I was thinking about like like woods as far as like you know like the woods behind your house or like yeah. the woods by like subway or the high school. It's like I have to think like when the movie when they were trying to get out. I'm thinking like if I'm in the woods, I have to just be able to choose one direction and walk and get out. But you can't they, sometimes. Yeah, and that's fuck that's so scary oh we didn't talk about the scene where they go come across the log oh it's okay it's okay yeah anyway um yeah please check see the movie for yourself yes experience Uh, it watch it at night time yes watch definitely watch it at night time we'll catch you guys later Mm -hmm. see ya bye